So I came to this country as a refugee from Soviet Union. My dad brought me here at the age of 13. Uh, so growing up, and he came here with $2 in his pocket, literally he had $2 in his pocket. Name is Roman Sharp, as you said, I uh, founded LuxuryBazaar.com roughly about 17 years ago, and we specialize in selling luxury goods to include luxury high-end watches, jewelry, as well as accessories. Now, Roman, let's go. We want to know, how has your business been impacted by what's going on in the environment right now over the last two, three weeks? Well, because there are two... What, I should first mention that there are two sides of my business. One is wholesale and one is retail. Well, the majority being a wholesale business and the other being the e-commerce business. There are some plus and minuses on the e-commerce end, and it really depends on the product that we're talking about. For the most part, the minus outweighs the plus. It's obvious. Anybody that tells you that their business is not effective right now would be lying through their teeth. Uh, so for the most part, retail sales are down across the board because when you think of a situation such as this, uh, nobody's out there reaching out to buy a diamond I love mom pendant today, correct? They're out there looking for toilet paper and sanitation products. So obviously that side of the business is down. The watch side of the business, believe it or not, is actually picking up a little bit more in times like this because today is a buyer's market. And expensive watches are often referred to and are considered to be somewhat of a commodity when we're talking about things that are 10, 20, 30, $40,000. So there's a lot of savvy buyers out there that are recognizing that this is a buyer's market and they're out there looking to purchase watches at a better deal than usual, knowing that this is a commodity that goes up and down, right? Watches go up and down in value. And right now with the watches slightly down, everybody's out there looking for a buy that they may be looking at six months ago, that would be a better deal today. So that side of the business is actually up, but overall business is down. Now, how are you adapting to that? I mean, you just answered the question, you know, it's funny, me and you talked about that the other night, if someone ever said to you right now, business is booming, unless you're with uh, food sales or something like that, business is not booming. We were on the phone with Google, I was talking about that, that, you know, major industry has just been impacted. E-commerce has really been impacted with some more than others. How are you adapting to it right now? Because you had to be scared when this all broke. I mean, other people were scared. I mean, we, we've talked and you don't seem scared. So you're just pushing through now. How are you adapting? Well, to tell you that I wasn't scared initially, I'd be lying as well. There was that initial scare, but that didn't last long because I have an extremely positive attitude. And don't forget, I've been here, kind of been here before in 08. I went through the financial crisis of 08. The only thing that I feel is more of a light at the end of the tunnel with this particular situation is if you compare this to the 08 uh, crash, uh, the 08, everything stopped worldwide simultaneously. Where with the pandemic that we're facing today, it's sort of in stages and it's area-based, correct? First it was in China, then it moved on to Iran, then it moved on to Italy, it, then the United States. And it seems like every single one of those areas kind of goes up. And down. If you look at any financial data from the 08 crisis, right, or any, or forget 08 crisis, if you look at any financial data from a pandemic, whether it was SARS or the pig flu or whatever it may have been, right, uh, it looks like a bell curve, right? It goes up quickly, then comes down quickly and tapers off, right? Because this is area-based, there's not as much of a panic that sets in with a guy like myself because it shows me the light at the end of the tunnel per region. And remember, I'm a worldwide company, right? I'm on the World Wide Web. So I'm seeing a light at the tunnel at the end of every single area. But at the same time, again, it is scary because sales are down. Having 25 employees, the biggest thing that scares me is indeed my people having to lay somebody off, having to cut off their health benefits. That's the biggest scare to me. I know that I'll get through this bell curve, 
right? And I will find opportunity to make money in a down market, especially on a wholesale end of things, because you have a lot of guys that got into the business last three, five years, they thought they were hot shit, and now all of a sudden they're scared because they own product too high because the market shifted on them. Let's talk about that room real fast. I know it's not part of what we talked about before, but talking about just, I've known you for probably eight, nine years now, gotten to know you well over the times. We've been to each other's office. We talk about business quite a bit. I was at about a month ago having a drink and someone said, your name came up and someone said, oh, it must be nice. You know, Roman grew up rich. Look what he built. Of course, he built one of the best watch companies in the world, right? Because, I mean, that's what you are, right? And I sat there and I was having my Michelob Ultra, the number one selling beer in America, by the way, um, at least in my house. And I looked at him. I said, I think Roman grew up like me not to, I didn't want to be rude in my reply, right? You know, I said, Roman, I think grew up poor. And I think people have a misconception of you because you really don't ever tell that side of your story. And I think that's the most amazing point. You said you've been here before, not just in 2008. You built it from the ground up just like me. Is that correct? That is correct. I'll, I'll give you a quick uh, two-minute I love a uh, quick 30-second I love me story, right? So I came to this country as a refugee from Soviet Union. My dad brought me here at the age of 13. Uh, so growing up, and he came here with $2 in his pocket. Literally, he had $2 in his pocket. Grew up in uh, Shipside Bay in Brooklyn, New York, and a 400 square foot apartment. I actually slept on a bunk bed with my sister in the kitchen where normally there's a little table to eat because the place was tiny. And I've worked every job under the sun. Ask me a dirty job or not dirty job, I've done it. I've washed dishes, I've busboyed, I waited, I valeted parked cars, I worked in construction, I worked in roofing, I drove a bagel truck, right? So I did all those things. And at the age of 18, I actually joined the US Army. And at the time, my pay was about $1,100 a month. So if you can call that rich, uh, go ahead. Uh, three years in the military, got out, went to Penn State, uh, got into computer programming, computer science engineering, and landed my very last successful job at Deutsche Bank. And I made it high and quick uh, at Deutsche Bank because I was a VP at the age of 26. Unfortunately, my claim to fame was uh, the help that I provided the bank during 9-11. I was there on 9-11. We had offices at World Trade Center 4, as well as 130 Liberty Place. Uh, and uh, that's when I also started my business part-time. At that time, I was probably working uh, 80 to a 90-hour work week, give or take. And, this, and not to mention that I had a two-hour commute each way to New York City. So uh, did I have it easy coming up to get to this point? Absolutely not. And no, I was not born with a silver spoon in my mouth. I'm assuming because this show is about moving it forward, about growing your business, no matter what it takes. And right now, I think people, I'm assuming you're going back just like me, working on the weekends right now. You're working more than you probably have in years. Because I know I am. Is that what you're doing? Oddly enough, a lot of people think, oh, wait a minute. You know, with this quarantine and everything else, you guys have a lot of time off now and things of that nature. I think the last couple of weeks, I've been working harder than I have been in the last six months because I am making certain moves, certain changes. I'm innovating certain things to keep this business forward and to keep it alive. Because when your revenue drops dramatically, you have to do something about it. Let's talk about your moving your business forward. What are you, you know, people are looking at you right now saying, Roman's going to survive this. They know that. There's no doubt about that. There's other people out there thinking, I might not survive this, you know. What are you working on in your business right now from an e-commerce expert that you are? And you know the space very well. What are you working on in your business internally saying, hey, listen, if you're watching this, you might want to look at these two or three gems because it's going to be a game changer for you. What would you say you're working on right now? One of the most important things in any e-commerce business and also one of the most difficult things in e-commerce business is to stay in front of your client's face. When you're a brick and mortar store, 
And those clients are interfacing with you face-to-face -face all day, every day as they're coming in. Excuse me, Roman, can you just speak up a little bit? To, sure. it sounds like, thank you, got it. Okay. So when you're a brick and mortar store, right? Customer, interfa uh, uh, customer interaction becomes a lot easier because you're face-to-face -face with that particular person, right? When it comes to e-commerce, that's one of the most difficult things to achieve, to get that personal touch across as you're interfacing with your clients. We're talking about emails, we're talking about live chat, we're talking about uh, phone calls, they're still not very, very personal. So I've, for me, it's been a big deal to stay in front of my client's face, which is why I went on YouTube about a year and a half ago, right? Same reason you're on YouTube now. Uh, and that's the best way to stay in your client's face. And at times like this, you have to consider something. A lot of these guys and girls are home. They have time on their hands, right? They're quarantined. So what better way to stay in front of your client's face through it more of an interactive uh, way, which is video. So content right now is the biggest concentration for us to put out consistent content out there to stay in front of your client's face with interesting content, not necessarily trying to sell them anything, but to stay in their face, to keep them glued to your YouTube channel by putting out interesting content. And again, I agree with exactly what you're doing right now. This is the perfect example. The lion's den is the perfect example of what I'm talking about. Here's a question for you, Roman. You've never been one since I've known you not to be innovative. And we talked, and I hope you don't mind me asking the question. I don't know if it's off limits for you or not, but you're going to try and innovate how you're selling luxury watches right now. You're bringing back an old school mentality just to social media. Is that correct? You're going to say, let's go correct. old school with social media. I mean, and I'm all for it because I think, like, hey, give it a I, I don't see it not not working. Why would it not work? But do you mind telling people what you're doing? Because I think it's absolutely brilliant. Two ends. Remember my business, I don't know if I mentioned it earlier or not, but you know this, my business breaks into two categories, which is retail and wholesale, right? So I do a lot of B2B, which is the majority of my business, which is, which is down drastically right now. And the other side is the retail side of things, which is the e-commerce, right? And I asked myself, what are the two ways I can recreate that same business, my normal day-to-day -day B2B, as well as uh, my normal everyday uh, e-commerce by making it alive? Uh, we're both old enough to remember the Home Shopping Network, QVC, and all those wonderful TV shows where people sold those I Love Mom pendants, right? That yep. stuff is alive till this day. Some of it streams via the internet, some of it streams on live TV, and it still works. I'm gonna go back to the, I'm gonna go back to the basics, and I'm literally going to have. Imagine, uh, what's the number one email sent out to your clients uh, as a via part of email marketing? New arrivals. Absolutely. And guess what? Nine out of, nine out of, not exactly. And none of those 10 emails usually, you know, don't get opened up again, a good open rate for your email e-marketing. If you had four and a half percent, you're doing great. Right? Well, how about taking that new arrivals email and having it live on a screen, whether it's on your phone, whether it's on your computer or your iPad, you're now looking at a new arrivals email where now Roman Sharp, who's been talking to you about watches for the last year and a half to two years is selling you the new arrivals as they come in live, giving you the opportunity to ask questions, giving you the opportunity to get a better deal, and actually giving you the feeling of virtual shopping, not e-commerce shopping, but virtual shopping. And we have a wonderful tool called YouTube that you can do this with, among many other tools. And having built up that subscriber base over the last year and a half and a great following that logs in religiously every Tuesday and Thursday to watch my videos, I am now gonna have those people actually able to see that product live. As I'm doing that, I'm also not just launching that, I can test it. I can ask my audience now, guys, would you like to see that? How would you like to see this format? And get my actual clientele feedback 
to be able to tweak the show in a way where it's, I'm not blatantly just selling watches, I'm simply showing you a visual virtual email. On a wholesale end of things, I often go to trade shows when there are uh, thousands and thousands of uh, guys that display and tens and hundreds of thousands sometimes of people that come in to buy, right? So when we're talking about uh, the Hong Kong show, the Hong Kong show, if you can imagine uh, the Javits Center in New York or uh, our convention center here in Philadelphia, multiply by five. That's how huge that uh, convention center is. Some of the shows are smaller that take place in a hotel, uh, like a Marriott or something. Now I'm trying to figure out a way, perhaps using Zoom or something else, to come up with a virtual trade show where I invite X amount of dealers in to sell and X amount of dealers to come in and buy. Again, making it more interactive. In the last year, WhatsApp groups have become the norm when it comes to wholesale. So you get a WhatsApp group, 250 dealers, you, you put up your product at a wholesale price, a dealer buys it, you send it off to them. Now imagine if that was now done interactively and live. A, it creates a sense of urgency. It creates FOMO for that dealer because now you have 20 dealers in this Zoom meeting looking at the same exact product. So those are the type of things that I'm working on right now. Uh, and I'm gonna move forward with the retail end of things first because again, retail is now a bigger priority because that's the bigger source of income now. My, my next question for you is, with retail being your priority, I know you've always, I've been to your shop, you guys are constantly cleaning stuff, cleaning the watches, cleaning the jewelry, because someone just watches, sell multiple items over there. What are you doing now? Because people, I know my wife's scared, you know Emily, is scared to bring stuff into the house right now. She's leaving. Well, she was supposed to have your watch brought in to have service, and she hasn't yet. Right, <laughs> for, for that. that reason, she doesn't, you know, she's nervous. But I'm sure you were saying, if we were at a level nine or 10 before, what level are you at now? So people that are watches can say, okay, I feel comfortable buying that. My shipping's right, everything's being done hand. Are your people wearing gloves now for shipping packaging? Can you tell them the viewers? It's actually very simple. And uh, I said to myself, I am taking, and my wife as well, and you know my wife, you know how she is. She's taking every single precaution at the house. For example, upon packages arriving, upon bringing stuff into the house, coming into the house, for example, if I'm at the office, I don't walk into the main door, I'll go to the mudroom, I'll take my clothes off, put on my robe, go take a shower right away, clean up. I'll wipe my keys. I'll wipe my phone. Uh, I will uh, wipe the handles on my car. I will wipe the handles of the door that I came in through. Those are the type of precautions that we're taking at home. And I said to myself, if this is what I'm doing at home, there's no reason why I shouldn't do the same exact thing at the office. So when 50 packages come in in this humongous bin, they get sprayed down. They sit in the front for quite a while before they go back to shipping. Once they're done sitting, once I feel they have been disinfected or whatever may be in those boxes, they go back into shipping. The receiving end of things, again, it's gloves. It's getting rid of the boxes that come in, the outer boxes specifically right away. They go into a separate bin and they get wheeled out into recycling. Uh, the products itself, again, Lysol is a wonderful thing. And uh, wipes are a wonderful thing. You can take a piece of jewelry, a watch, anything for that matter. You can wipe it down with a Lysol uh, pad or whatever it is. It's disinfected. And the same precautions I do at home to take care of my family, I take care at the business because my business and the people that work here are also my extended family. So there's no reason why it should be any different. I'm gonna ask you one question more, if you don't mind real fast, I don't want to take up too much of your time. But you brought up a key word, leaders. I've asked a lot of people on this show about leadership and how they define leadership. And I've seen you grow, I've seen you get more polished, probably the same way you've seen me grow, both our companies have grown. What would you say right now? Because right now moms are the biggest leaders out there, brothers, sisters, I was on with Al, Al Wazoo yesterday, Al from Al Wazoo, and he told me domestic violence is that women are being abused more than ever right now. 
in Montgomery County and child abuse. Like, but what would you say makes a great leader right now and to all these people at home that are frustrated and stressed? What would you say, what leadership skills do you tell them to dig deep and start using more of, would you say? You know, I, uh, I've had this conversation with my wife, who's been at home now with three kids for going on over a month at this point, right? And, uh, you know, she's getting, she's getting a little crazy. I changed the combination to my gun safe just in case so she doesn't shoot the kids. That's a joke. But uh, one of the things that you have to do is you have to keep busy at home. And one of the things I'm having the hardest time with is that, you know, I come to work, I'm stressed out, you know, business is down, I'm trying to innovate, I'm trying to do all these things to keep my business afloat, to keep moving it forward. And then I come home and obviously the only thing I want to do is I want to put my hands down and I want to lay on the couch and maybe watch a little TV and then go off to bed in a few hours, right? Meanwhile, there's three kids running around. There's a wife that's been cooped up in a house for a month and a half. And it's, it becomes a stressful environment at the office. For those of you guys that have the ability to go into an office, to spend eight hours a day, when you come home, be conscious of the fact that those eight hours that you were away or 10 hours, however long you've been in the office, including your commute, those 10 hours, your significant other has been at home with children or without children or by herself, which could even be worse. You have to keep that and you have to really unplug when you get home. My wife, and I'm sure your wife does the same thing, always complains, you come home, we're on our phone, we're answering texts, we're answering calls. This is the time to be a lot more conscious of that. Because now you're coming home to an environment where your significant other, who's the leader of the household, has been home all day with the kids, three meals a day, 15,000 requests, depending on how old you have young kids. So we both know how difficult that could be. Skate conscious. This is more of a time to unplug. And if you have to get on your phone, if you have to do something for your business, you have to do what you got to do. But do it in a way where your significant other, whether it's your husband or wife, doesn't get whiff of that and try to be a lot more attentive because believe me when I tell you, I would not switch my job with my wife at any given time. And I'm sure you feel the same way. It's a difficult job. It is the most difficult job. And I think when you mentioned leadership, that type of lead, I personally don't think I possess the type of leadership that my wife possesses, especially in a situation like this. I know I don't. And I want to thank you for being on this show. Everybody, you heard it here from Roman. He built a e-commerce empire, a watch empire, one of the biggest names in the country, in the world, in the watch business. Roman, I'll be sending you when I see you, a Digital Lions shirt, my friend. Thank you, everybody. You heard it from Roman. Keep moving your business forward. The Digital Lion is out, and I will see everybody soon. Thank you. Any leader out there, uh, whether you're the owner of the company, whether it's your CMO or COO, uh, you hold any kind of executive position, as your day-to-day -day goes by and you're running a successful company and your day-to-day -day is super busy, I don't care who you are, including you, Lance, there's always ideas in the back of your head that you always want to put forth, but the time just doesn't allow for it and other things take priority. Right now, with a business slowdown, what that gives you, it gives you time. It gives you time to implement all those wonderful things that you've been thinking about implementing, that you said, oh, I want to start a YouTube channel. I just haven't gotten around to it. I don't have the equipment or blah, 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 blah. Or I don't have the time. Well, now is the time to go back and think of all those wonderful things that can you improve your business 30 to 60 to 90 days from now, as you mentioned, to allow your company come back stronger and better. Those are the things you need to go back. You go back to that drawing board, to those things in the back of your head, those ideas you've always had, wanted to implement, but really couldn't because you didn't have the time. This is the time to do it. This is the time to sit back, look at your business as a whole, to every single aspect of your business. Think of it as uh, 
you know, doing a major spring cleanup of your garage, right? When you go into a garage and over winter time, you collected a bunch of crap in there and it look, everything looks like crap because it was too cold to go in there during the winter. Now all of a sudden, you know what? I'm going to do a complete clean out. I'm going to move everything out. I'm going to organize everything, put everything in its shelf, et cetera, et cetera. This is the same thing. It's a spring cleaning for your business. This will allow you to make your business or your garage to be more efficient, to be cleaner, to be better. When summertime comes and it's time to use, you know, we, we all have a lot of kids, right? And it's time to use all those bicycles that have been sitting collecting dust over the summertime. This is my number one advice to you. Move forward. Don't think negatively. Think positively. Get out there. And if I had to pick a concentration, it would be marketing. And if I had to pick a concentration within marketing, it would be content. Get out there. Put a camera in front of your face. Take those visual pictures that you always wanted to do that you couldn't do before. And improve your content. Therefore, improve your marketing. Because when it comes to marketing, it is my opinion that it comes down to the three C's. And three C's for me stand for creative content consistently and that creative content being video nowadays and consistently being that be consistent with it put a system in place now but you can then later plug in to your business 30 to 90 days from now when hopefully things go back to normal that you're now able to execute those things on a regular and actually have time to do so